Hi, I'm George Tekmachov here with Steve the Big Cat Anderson and Jack the California Bear <laughs> Williams. Hey, Jack. Hi. You need to, uh, yeah. So here's, here's the deal, guys. We are here for a podcast. We are hanging out in Steve's office, his extended office. Um. And Jack Williams has about 20 minutes to get to the airport. So we're grabbing him for a quick podcast. He spent the last couple of days here. Why are you going to the airport? Flying somewhere? Going home. Just working on a lot of stuff here at Hoy, and then go home, practice for a little bit, and then get ready to go over to Korea. Exactly. That that quote I just, uh, the question I asked was a quote from Dumb and Dumber. The opening scene, he says, why are you going to the airport? Flying somewhere. Exactly. It's just kind of funny to me. So you guys missed it. Jack, I would expect you to miss it. That movie was probably out before you were born. Probably. Uh, George, it's probably too stupid for you to watch it. So I have never seen the movie. Well, sorry about your deprivation of film. Well, I'm definitely film deprived, you know. I've only I've only seen a few films in my lifetime. So, <laughs> yeah. All right. Anyhow, yeah, we're here doing bow and arrow stuff. Yes, we are. We've been doing bow and arrow stuff for a couple of days. And Jack, uh, we just, you know... It's it's not every day we get to talk to you, and I just you know thought it would be really interesting as somebody on the path to prepare for Paris 2024. Let's talk about that path a little bit, right? Coming off of the Olympic cycle, and boom, right back into another one with one year less than normal. You're in the same boat as a lot of your fellow Olympians, dealing with the fact that you've got a very compressed schedule now. Two years, actually less than two years now, before the first arrows are flung along the Seine River in Paris. So let's talk about what you've been doing, start with that, and then let's talk about what you're going to be doing as the next few months uh, start to come around the corner here. Sure, so coming off of when the Tokyo Olympics got got postponed, we knew that it's gonna be, instead of four, four, five year, three year cycle. So we knew all the usual pre, Olympic stuff would happen a lot faster and a lot more condensed to just be able to go to the Olympics we have to qualify our spots so later in this year November we're going to Chile to earn spots for our Pan American Games which will then give us our Pan American Championships then Pan American Games where you can qualify your first team spot for the Olympic Games so everything actually starts you can qualify a team spot at Pan Am Games Yes, is Pan Am Games, but the Pan American Championship that he's headed to in November, yeah, qualify. Qualify. that's qualification for Pan Am Games. So the winner. Pan Am Games is a qualification for Olympic Games. But I remember Pan Am Games only used to be an individual spot. Yes, so they changed things up for this cycle. I guess they didn't like how much emphasis was on one. World championships. World championships, all or nothing, and then the other spots are at the last chance. They didn't like that. I like that. that. I like that they made this change. Sometimes they don't make good changes. This one's a good one. Yeah, good so job, World Archery. It allows more people and more, cha- and more places to come from more countries, um, from more widespread area. I think they saw too many people kind of all qualified from Europe in general instead of having more diverse. Yeah, you don't see a whole lot of teams outside the huge. You know, you'll see a guy from Fiji competing, but you're not going to see a team from Fiji competing. Um, so they want to break it up. I'm saying they deserve to because... I'm not one to be like, well, let's pass out a spot just because you're in a geographical region. I already think the Olympics is too weak of a tournament, but um, this will make it, it'll, it'll just shake, it'll place importance on regional continental championships 
that hasn't been there before. And I think that's actually pretty cool. So they've got the regional aspect of it, Pan American Games, and then I don't know what Asia and Europe and Oceania are doing for theirs. Technically, you can pick your own tournament you want to make. We just, as a North and South America, picked Pan Am Games. World Archery Americas picked yeah, that. we just picked that. Um, so I don't know what Asia will do. And but Odds are Asia Games... Well, Asia you know, Cup. and the situation with Asia Games, of course, that's supposed to have been going on pretty much now, and it's been delayed until next year. Exactly, and that could be why, because they were, they were given that news so late in the game that, hey, we're qualifying this way now, we're not doing it. Yeah, that's correct. We so, actually, back in the springtime, we had talked with Tom Dillon. We had a pretty good idea that this was how it was going to be, so now you're mm-hmm. living through, consequences is the wrong word, but the... The outcome the of outcome that decision. Of decisions. Yeah, and well, and I think I, I agree with Steve. It's positive. It's definitely a net. It positive. is, and then luckily, you know, there still is a few spots that are qualified through the World Championships, and then the last few, instead of just being handed out at a world um, like last chance deal, like what we did in Paris. Yeah, FQT. Yeah, the FQT. It'll be based on ranking. Yeah. So hopefully, if a really solid team has just had a really bad like first qualifier continental qualifier and then they just couldn't send a good team to world championships but they've proven themselves over the last few years and their world ranking is high enough they'll mm. they'll get the spot it won't be and actually for the first time basically in the history of world archery it makes the ranking list that shall not be named the most <laughs> yes it makes the ranking list actually count for something whereas huh. up till now it's just been for you know Glamour. Glamour yeah. and media attention. Especially for yeah. team rounds. Now it actually counts for something. <laughs> well, that's really cool. Um, Jack, are you enjoying this? Now, George, you've told me about how this word works once, but George, Jack is in the Olympiad right now, correct? Correct. It's the cycle leading up this to the Games. This period is the Olympiad, yes. And then the Olympics... Is the Games of the XX Olympiad. Right, so... This is a three-year Olympiad, which is the shortest Olympiad it is. that we've ever known. It's yeah. the shortest Olympiad of, of any time that I can think of. Yeah, how are you Except enjoying for the interlocated games. There was the interlocated games back in the early 1900s. But anyway, go on. Of course. Um, yeah, how are you enjoying <laughs> this Olympiad being a little bit shorter? and A little bit shorter is nicer because What about this year? Are you just like, whatever, I don't care? This year is a little bit more of a relaxed year. <laughs> In the way of travel. 2022, you're like, I don't give a darn. It's less travel, definitely. We don't have to Compared go Compared to next year, for sure. Yeah, next year is going to be really hard, especially more or less that being so late in this year, it's going to feel like from November all the way through next year because then we'll go to outdoor qualifying tournament and then indoor season and then yeah. all the usual outdoor tournaments we go to, it's just going to be a mess. Yeah, just, I mean, let's consider what's happening this month alone. You're going to Korea. For training camp. Yeah, so given the importance starting in November for us and Team USA's hopes at being at the Games, we're actually going over to Korea to do a training camp with over in Gwangju and have some of their people that train at that center and kind of just more or less work together, shoot together. Kind of sparring, as it were. Essentially, yeah. I don't think we're really, you know, we're not learning any coaching stuff over there. It's just athletes shooting with each other yeah and it's exactly the kind of thing that that is really good for both sides because you know let's say you know casey it might be going along on this trip for example and she might be you know somebody like her might be going up against somebody like ansan 
you know, they only see each other a couple times a, a year at most. At most, if they even make it that far, both of them in the bracket. So somebody like our, our Gabby Sasai or somebody like that who has even less opportunity to see some of those shooters, yep. this gives her another shot at dealing with people that, you know, are, are world-class, not that she isn't, but world-class, well-known shooters. Yeah. Gives you a little Tip bit of pressure proofing. Yeah. Gives yeah. you pressure proofing. We're bringing five girls, five guys to this. Um, trip plus our coaches, so yeah. it gives a. I, actually, I mentioned people. Casey just because I took it as an example, but she's not going because she's in the middle of school, right? Yes, she yeah. is in the middle of school, and Brady's getting ready for World Cup final right in that week. So, but it will be shooters like Gabby and it some will of these be other people like yeah. that. Um, and then the men's team uh, is me, Matt Riqua, um, Junso O, Jackson Mirich, and then. We're bringing a junior on both sides too to help bring, like you were yeah. saying, um, and then same for the get some fresh talent up there, not yeah. heads. Kind of give bit. that same yeah. idea. Of, Jackson is a student of Dick Tone. Um, yeah, Jackson's shooting really good. He's yeah. on the World Cup team next year. Yeah. Yep. And then the girls is uh, Savannah Vanderweer, Gabby Sasai, like you said. Savannah is a former compound she shooter. She is compound that just turned <laughs> recurve this year. So yeah. did she make it? I know that they were like her and who was and Gabby. Gabby, she is. Technically tied, but Gabby's gonna the tie break takes the higher ranked at nationals, nationals, which was Gabby. So that's really crazy. So, but to be they tied over the course of a year. Yeah, you got to come up with something though. I mean, it's really it's amazing if you think about it. Yeah, the odds that's what you're driving. Well, and Savannah finished fourth at every event after at ranking round in uh, OR rounds, OR rounds, yeah, elimination rounds for the common listener. And you were saying, go ahead. Yeah, so we got. Savannah, who just switched over from Compound, makes it first year, doing a full year. Yeah. Um, Catalina, yeah. who's been on World Cup teams. Catalina Jane, Noriega. Noriega. Um, Jennifer Musino, she was on our Olympic team. Yep. Um, one, two, Gabby, like I said before, and then the junior we're taking, or the younger kid we're taking on the women's side is Emma Kim. Okay. So kind of bring her up to speed because everybody else. Savannah, while not being on the recurve world cup team she has yeah she's been a world-class compound competitor she's probably got as much or more experience in competition than most of the other women yes although with you know with wheels yeah we follow left hand she switched that's right she switched yeah pretty we follow uh emma kim's dad on instagram he's a i think he's a photographer or i don't know if that's what he actually i don't think that's what he does but he does that. I think maybe he's a hobbyist. Yeah, I don't know do if he's a professional stuff. photographer. Yeah. I don't know. He takes some cool stuff. He's really into, you know, helping his daughter develop her archery career and seems like a pretty good dad. Very cool. Yeah. So some of these names are very, very likely to be people that we may see represented yeah. in Paris. I mean, you know. Ideally, that's the idea is that that way you're not dropping a newbie and, and go qualify for your Olympic spot. Now, you're training uh, in Chula Vista quite a bit? I am still in Chula Vista. Um, same with the RAs there. I train with them. Technically, I'm not an RA right, right. now. That's why, that's why I asked that. Yeah. yeah, I'm technically by myself, but I follow the program. I can have a little bit more freedom than a dedicated RA because I don't need to follow the same program given my experience and where I'm at in my training. Yeah. Like you said about cycles, you know, I'm more of a maintain aspect right now and then right before I'll start to push versus somebody who's starting off because the RA program is a um, development program at heart. It's one of the only U.S. sponsored development programs. Every other 
resident style program through other sports is you have to be good yeah. and then you can live there for free. Yeah, the goal of the RA program is to create more future use. Yeah, essentially. I came in from being a cadet at, um, and then went to uh, the youth championships. Yep. And that was kind of right at the same time as I started my RA and then go from youth all the way through, make the World Cup team, and then just keep building and building. And now it's a, now it's a matter of kind of coasting at a high level and then peak right before tournaments. When I was an RA in the 90s, um, the program was different. It was more like what you just described in terms of you had to have accomplished something to be in that program. So I, when I was there, I was there with Bush Johnson, Justin Hewish. I was there with uh, Rod uh, White. And we also had uh, guys like uh, Mark Hainline there. We had some of the top American women of the time. Um, and it was, you know, a kind of a different situation than now where it's more development focused. Heard you guys were just rowdy out there. Just getting rowdy. Some were more than others. Uh, the, the stories I hear, you guys are pretty rowdy. Yeah, Butch Johnson and I, we used to raise hell all the time. Yeah. No. <laughs> <laughs> Butch seems like a big hell raiser. I don't know. No. No. no, Butch is probably one of the best people you could ever travel with. Butch though. and Richard Johnson, big Hellraisers. Yeah. I wonder, do they listen? I believe Richard does. Butch's son. Yeah. He does listen. I don't know if Butch listens. If Hall I Zero. Butch, I wouldn't listen. Hall Zero, which has probably generated more archers than any other Joad program I can think of off the top of my head in the last several decades, hmm. let's say. Good guys. Yes, very good Not guys. Hellraisers, though. Butch just celebrating his 67th birthday day before yesterday. Congrats. As we record this. Congrats. Pretty amazing. Yeah. And he can still probably outshoot 95% of the people yeah, in this Butch country. Butch is still a very good shooter. Still a very good shooter. Yeah. So, pretty amazing guy. Done it with compound. Done it with compound fingers. Done it with compound release. And when I say done it, I mean things like one Vegas. Yeah. He's one Vegas with compound fingers. He's one Vegas with compound release. And he's one Vegas... With recurve fingers. Until he wins it with recurve release, I don't care. I'm not impressed. Recurve release is not a thing. I don't, yeah, I don't, you might <laughs> so be He's going to have to get that. that class going and then I'll be I'm, impressed. I guarantee you he's done it in the past and knows how. <laughs> yeah. I guarantee you at one point, Bruce would have been totally happy to have that class in there and have someone pay the entry fee. At one point. Now we've wisened up a little bit and yeah. slimmed down the, the classes. A little bit. So, you know, Jack, getting back to your uh, training program at this point. Yep. We are really already floor to the, I mean, gas to the floor, right? Because as you pointed out, you've got this camp in Korea. The plan is for USA to win slots for Pan Am Games. Use Pan Am Games as its means to win those Paris slots Mm -hmm. because that's the best outcome. You don't want to have to do it at the World Championship. Yeah. And, uh, And moving on from there, what else you got for next year? Next year we have... You know, still our typical USAT season, World Cup season, um, but we'll start at the end of next year, the U.S. Olympic Trials, as well as um, at the beginning of the year, we're going to still have our trials events for World Championships and Pan American Games because those have a separate trials than the NRS style that we use to pick World World Cup teams. Yeah, and therefore it's entirely conceivable you could have different people representing than actually won the slots for the event. That's Absolutely. a very great possibility. That has happened. That happened to Katuna during the Rio Olympics. And Mackenzie took that one spot that Re, uh, Katuna technically had earned, but yeah, well, couldn't get the country earned the country spot. She earned the country, spot, yeah. she earned right. the country yeah. slot, yeah. 
But you gotta you gotta stay on top of the game to yeah to go uh, you know through. I'll say this they had a, a a very good opportunity to earn a team spot in Antalya they did and totally blew it. Uh, Those things you know happen. that yeah it was pressure is what someone it is. forgot they needed to shoot a, a a second arrow in the end and they had to run to the line. It's like hey, there's six arrows in a team end right yeah six arrows in an individual end too that's kind of a multiple situation yeah so. it was i was the announcer for the youtube going on yeah. they couldn't they literally couldn't find anyone better um <laughs> and right. i remember sitting there watching i'm like i think she's forgetting that she needs to shoot another arrow and then you know yeah. ran to the line and shot a four or something like that there's a history of some of that stuff going on in the past yeah there was anyway. something really intriguing I had to ask you, Jack, and I can't remember what it was now. I, I'm really sorry. It was super funny. Really great. Several moments later. And I still don't remember what it was. <laughs> Must not have been that important then. Yeah. Could well, <laughs> you know, uh, that's the first sign. Now, this was really good, though. That's the first sign that you're starting to... Reach older? a certain. I don't know if it's about getting older or no. having too much stuff going on. You do have a little no. I just chose not to interrupt. That was what it was. Ah. If oh, I had, it, and then it left you. Yeah, you were on to something that was informative and of value, and I was like, I won't throw out this stupid comment. That, likely, you should have thrown out your stupid comment. Probably, it yeah. Never but, stopped you in the past. Why did you stop this time? I don't know. I'm getting old. So, Jack Williams, I want to thank you for joining us here well, on the podcast. Today. Wait before we go, Jack. World Cup final predictions. Oh, yeah. Who's your winners in the recurve categories? In? Tlaxcala. Mexico. Um, you know, it's, Brady's won so many of these before. Um, of course, at the beginning of the year, I was hoping to double back, and I had to win Colombia in order to qualify on points. But Brady, as a U.S., I want Brady to win. He'd be, I believe, his seventh, and that would be... Amazing. Amazing to see that yeah. level of achievement. It's going to come down to the draw, I think. And here's yeah. what I think is actually going to happen. It's going to be Brady or Kim Woo Jin, and I think they shoot against each other. I don't know where they're qualified. I would pay money to watch that. Are they one and two where they would be on separate sides? I don't believe they are. I think they could get drawn on the same side. Yeah. I think they're going to get drawn on the same side, and the winner of that wins the whole thing. That's what I see. Yeah, happening. regardless of when that match happens. I would pay yeah. money to watch Brady versus Kim. I, I think it happens, just not in the gold medal match. I think yeah. I think they get unlucky in that regard. Yeah. I believe we'll see a chance for Mr. Alberino. Yep. He's been doing really good. All right, women's recurve. We've got Brioni Pittman, Choi Misun, uh, Agu Utano. Is it Utano Agu? It's uh, Utano is her given name. Agu is her family name. Thank you. And San? Utano means song. Katarina Bauer, Kuo Tzu Ying, and then the host country representative, Alejandra Valencia. Ooh. I'm I'll taking one. Choi Mi soon. Yeah, I think that that's a safe bet. Safe bet. Picking a it's, it's not the favorite. I think Ansan's the favorite. But I'm going to say Choi Mi soon. I think Choi Mi soon. They both have their days where they could be really good. Of course, crowd favorite is going to be host country for everyone. Oh, yeah. They're going to, well. Yeah, they're going to be loud for them. It's 100 miles out of Mexico City, so it's hard to say what kind of crowd there will be. And Tlaxcala is kind of a running meme joke in Mexico. When people are like, oh, I'm from Tlaxcala, they're like, 
what's a Tlaxcala? You know, they say funny stuff like that. So this is according to Linda that... She'd know. You know, she's like, yeah, people make jokes about it. So Tlaxcala uh, is the Indiana of Mexico? Is that? The- I don't know, but... Um, it, yeah, I don't know if they'll have a big crowd or what. I... I could see him having. By the a way, I crowd. have very dear friends in Indiana. That was not an Indiana slam. Yeah, our, our homie Kerry Garrett. Right. We have a whole factory in Indiana. Right. This is the Easton podcast, by the way, Jack. Yeah. We're in Hoyt right now, but this is the Easton podcast. <laughs> um, all right, George, did you make a pick? You know, I agree with you about Choi Misun. I still think Meat is going to go for it. Meta. He. Uh, by the yeah, way, he could Jack, well. you don't know this, but guess who called Meat as the Olympic champion one year before the Olympics? You. Uh, <laughs> he, he has voodoo power. Anderson. Uh, Anderson. Twice I've done that. It was absolutely yeah. not me. It was Steve. He called yeah. it, and I have always acknowledged 100% he was right. But it is voodoo. Yeah. It's spooky. I was sitting next to him one time in Shanghai, and he was calling arrows before they hit the target. And he was right. <laughs> well, even I could do Probably that. Probably about 95. Well, I could well, look at what like, they were doing, you know. He'd be oh. like, he's going to shoot a nine right here and sure enough, nine. It's like, how... That's eight. what I remember now. I was going to tell the story about us at lunch today watching videos of Jack Williams 2018. You and I were in Shanghai and it was your first World Cup and I was just filming everything you did. It was really funny. You were doing funny stuff and just being old Jack. It looked and, a lot different back then. Yeah, and, and I was... You know, Pick making I was making you laugh a little bit. Yeah. I and, actually picked you to win in Yankton, just so you know. And uh, yeah, how, the power to, how's no, you did it. But how's Jack's it. dad and Jack's mom doing? We don't call them by their names. That's kind of an inside thing. But yeah, Jack's mom and dad have often traveled to events with us when he was underage, and yeah. we just always refer they to him as Jack's don't. mom. Not, yeah, they're doing great. Yeah. You know, getting ready. Kind of for them, this is a little bit more of a rest. So. Kind of yeah. They like people. to come in and experience it. This isn't something that lasts a long time. They should go and experience it while they can. Absolutely. It does also show you the, the importance of the support of a good family structure, though. Yeah. On, yeah. On, all joking aside, you know, yeah. it's, yeah, it's, a, it's a textbook example. Yeah. You know, Zach, Jack's mom may verbally abuse him daily, but she's always there, right? She's always present. He's trying not to said, come. I know you said that just because you know she's going to hear that. <laughs> <laughs> well, and it's true. All right. Anyways, end of show. End of show. Time to go to the airport. See you guys. <laughs> She's going to get sent that by 20 people. <laughs>